Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Station 650 The Bat. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Friday to all of you. I think it's a football Friday still, right? Until the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. It's a football yeah. Friday. Yeah, you yeah. Football-like events Give last me some night. of that football Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're off to Vegas in a little over 48 hours. Should be fun. Seth, I went on um, Mix 96.5 this morning with Sarah and Jesse. I do that every Friday to chat a little football with them. Very surface-level stuff. Taylor Swift prop bets, things like that. Yeah. They want me to check in with them periodically in the mornings when we're out in Vegas. I think they're expecting me to be a train wreck, and I think they're looking for entertainment. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I guess we need, uh, we need the younger guys to really pull their weight. Step and it not, up. Yeah, and I think the only young guys – Tyler Miller might be the only kind of young guy we have right yeah, now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he's not going. I mean, Brandon Scott's a full-grown man with – children that are like what, at least one teenager i don't know yeah um yeah yeah three kids so yeah. yeah i think tyler milner's like that's a lot to put on his shoulders but we're going to need him for content. he's not going so he's he's not going to oh. be there yeah yeah oh. tyler's oh. not going so he's well, that's why they were laughing about me putting him up as the guy that uh, is most likely to get <laughs> yeah, in trouble in yeah, probably he's yeah, gonna so think i'm the one that got him banned from maybe, vegas maybe he'll get in trouble back here and you'll end up being right you know, yeah. you didn't say where he was going to get in trouble. You just said when he was going to get in trouble. The week leading up to the Super Bowl. I, f- I feel like you're the guy who's got the best stamina and capacity for it, so we might have to have you take one for the team. And yeah, just go well, ahead and- I, I don't even know if it's something I'll need to be like, like coerced into doing. I think just by the happenstance of being Sean Pendergast, it'll yeah. happen at least, at least one night it'll happen. Yeah, but it's not like you're going to be, you know, streaking down the strip naked and arrested or anything. I don't like know what that. people are going to slip of- into my drink. Who the hell knows, true, man? I can't yeah. control that. That's true. I get to get somebody to drug you, drug you good. <laughs> I got drugged once Time in Tampa. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got drugged in Tampa once. Really? Because um, I did. I ended up. I ended up. I ended up like just like like running through the streets, and uh, but like the people I was with corralled me. But like I'm not much. I'm not too much of a dancer. I dance a little bit and everything. Yeah. I was out. I was out like in a in a serious club, it, like dancing. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I was born with glow sticks in my hand, and then and then it like at like four in the morning at the hotel I was still I was down there with a group that do you remember Jeff Logman the defensive end I do I do very well yeah he was there with his wife and I was like pounding on his door at four a.m. 
wanted to go get some breakfast, just wide awake. And uh, he sent his wife out with me. So we went. So, we, uh, so you the, went to breakfast with Jeff Lagerman's wife. With Jeff's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff, tr- I, had, I had a lot of faith. Oh, uh, sure. Jeff yeah. trusted me. He didn't know how drugged up I was. Right. I don't know what happened. I'm not a drug guy. And that's the only thing that Man. I could have, uh, you know. I usually, usually, even no matter how hard I'm going with the conventional stuff, I want to go to bed by 2 a.m. or something. For sure, yeah. So somebody, yeah, somebody slipped something in my drink. Okay. And it was, uh, it, it was, it, it was, it was kind of scary when I thought back on I'm it. I'm glad so. the side effect though was you having extreme joy and dancing as opposed to other things, as opposed to you like blacking out and waking up on a roof somewhere. You know. Right. Yeah. The only like the most dangerous it really got was like. I just remember I was <laughs> I was swimming out in the Gulf at 6 a.m. Just wanted to see the sunrise, man. Okay, well I just hey, that's yeah. not danger. Nothing yeah. bad has ever happened with somebody walking into the Gulf. <laughs> walking into the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> fully clothed. It was, it was dead calm. The uh, dorsal fins of what I assumed were kingfish all around sure. me. Sure, it was all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh man, that's funny. Um, okay, let's get into some of the stuff here. Pro Bowl games were last night. You know, I was very excited about this. Um, thankfully they did the CJ Stroud precision passing drill, which I've named after CJ Stroud. Um, they did that first. He lost to Baker Mayfield, uh, by one point, um, last night that, that drill, the, the, the drill, the contest was harder than I thought it was. It was, uh, it was a lot of moving, like moving targets that were way high up in the air. Kind of moving around. The you know? final one. I only saw the one that had like the 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 blocking dummies, the pass rush dummies moving around on little carts. Those were the uh, dink and dunk GPS passes. Stats. Yeah, yeah those, those were yeah. the one pointers. The, th- okay. the three and four pointers. Oh, oh, yeah, I saw the ones up in the air. Yeah, that was you're right because it's not like it was realistic. It wasn't like a normal football drill or anything you would ever do. You're never aiming to hit birds out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. And then they had one like. You, everybody got a final bonus ten point shot at the end, which was more like a basketball shot. You could yeah. you had to throw it into a into like a big bucket for ten points. Um, CJ finished second, uh, twenty six points. I think Baker Mayfield had twenty seven points, something like that. He finished. Uh, you know, it, I, I'd say this though. Yeah, it, Baker uh, Baker did not have the touch on his throws that CJ did. No, that was the if they could grade for touch. If we had judges out there, CJ would have won over everybody, including the Soviets. It would have been it. <laughs> There, there was no Baker was just drilling them in there like an amateur. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I tell you my big takeaway from this thing? Tua, yeah. Tua Tungavailoa is trash. He stinks. <laughs> he was horrible, and I wouldn't give he him a contract. A catchable ball, Sean. I, not, not to these, not to these tackling dummies. He wasn't. There was nowhere near their catch radius. I'm telling you right now, he was, he was horrible. And the announcers for this thing, it was Orlovsky and Ryan Clark and a couple yeah. other ESPN people. God, they were rooting for him so bad. They're like, yeah. all right, here's where Tua, because Tua went last among all the quarterbacks. He was the last yeah. one to go. And they're like, all right, this is where Tua is going to show it off here. Let's go. And he was horrible. And I wouldn't give him a contract based on that contest if I were the Dolphins. If there were arbitration, if they did it like in Major League Baseball and there were arbitration, I would totally bring the, I would totally bring the, the, the passing skills competition. It was a microcosm it. of the season. They didn't win any big yeah. games. They couldn't beat good teams. In the biggest of moments, Tua shrunk. And in the biggest of moments... In the precision passing at the Pro Bowl games, Tua was trash. That's my takeaway from the contest last night. Um, I wonder the that all all that catchable ball stuff that Mike McDaniel was bragging about a couple years ago. Yeah, I, it was weird. I thought more people would bring it up this year when they were talking about all of Tyreek Hill's drops. I mean, like. <laughs> 
Isn't this isn't this exactly what's not supposed to happen yeah. when you've got the quarterback who's thrown the most catchable ball ever? Yeah. A, a description I've hardly ever even heard used. All of a sudden, it was being loud, uh, like thrust upon to a tongue of Iloa. How are they not ah, catching the catchable these? ball? How are they not catching these? I tuned out after that. They, I was so excited to watch this thing because I haven't gotten to watch it the last couple of years since they've switched to this format. Since there were actual Texans there this time, and they went from from the precision passing thing to like. Puka Nakua and somebody else. Oh, it was David and Joku. Like tr- who who could make the best circus catch while like on the back of a boat or something like that. And yeah. then they had like a closest to the pin, like actual golf they're playing. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm out. I just flipped over to the office. It wasn't as fun. The precision passing was fun because of CJ, but the rest of it, I give it a D plus, thumbs down for that. Yeah, for that's a niche games. world we're living in. Everybody, Big time. you don't want to. Your niche is football. Don't try to cross over. They're leaning golf. heavily on the Mannings uh, in their I personality in this. thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's uh, it's Peyton versus Eli in the flag football and game in all this stuff. End. Like, because the the yeah. conferences get points for each of the contests, so they're in okay. on everything. Yeah, they're really so leaning they, on them. The, the flag football game at the end isn't like the that's just for points. It's for yeah. It's probably it's probably like the final exam. You know what I mean? It's probably for yeah. like the most points. I don't. I can't say I know. It's the not. Format. It's not like it's winning the game itself isn't necessarily the be all end all. I guess not. I, yeah, I'm I'm out I'm out over my skis right now a little bit. It feels on the scoring feels too much like NASCAR. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, John. I don't Weeks- need my, my my nephew to explain everything to me the way I do with NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not a good version of your nephew. I don't. I was just watching yeah. for CJ. Um, John Weeks is back. Did you see that yesterday? Got a nice mm-hmm. little deal. He's gonna. That's a good. That's a good gig if you can get it, man. Snapping in the NFL for one point three million. Uh, if you if you've got that skill set, fifteen years now for John Weeks. He's seen it all, man, with the Houston Texans. I wonder uh, as far as specialists go. You know, it, I, I would imagine he'll go like at least another five years. How old is he? Is he thirty five? Uh, I'm guessing he's like 37 or 38, right? 15 years, probably. You know, the biggest thing they've changed is that you don't, they don't take hardly any physical abuse on the actual snapping of the ball anymore because yeah. you're not allowed on the field goal kicks. Uh, we used to beat the crap out of those guys. I used to try to chop them on the back of the neck. <laughs> the, like, cause you, I learned that from my brother who was a wrestler, you know, in, uh, in wrestling and you get up into the upper levels, it's pretty, it's a lot more violent than it looks. And there's like, you can like. You, you do a really quick chop to the back of a guy's neck, and it's like you're it's like you're pithing a frog. Yeah, you kind of stun him for a minute. Yeah, it's like a nerve uh, hold. Yeah, so I would do that to centers, to long snappers, and and try to pith them. Yeah, that was that's mean. Yeah, they they chose their life. What, yeah. Oh, were they born into a cast or something? Sorry, look, you chose this life. All right, I'm gonna beat you about were, the head. Were and you neck, the only one that right? did it? Was this your secret move, or did you tell other guys about it? Well, so, no, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, that's I good. just chopped those. M- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's gonna be. It was, uh, it was free violence, Sean. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna turn. I'm a red blooded American. That's I'm gonna right. Turn down free violence. My God, he's um he's gonna be in Vegas, John Weeks, for the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year stuff. I texted him. I texted him congratulations on the deal yesterday. He's like, Yeah, hey man. I'm going to be in Vegas. Maybe we can catch up. I'm like, yeah, Seth and I are on from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. He's like, well, they got us doing a lot of stuff out there. So (laughs) I think that was a signal like he ain't showing up before 8 a.m. on Radio Row. Sounds like John Weeks is the guy we need to put a mic on and and follow him around for his fun lifestyle. Oh, yeah, maybe so. You know, he can be our our young guy that's out and about. I – I wonder if we can get if we can get a Texans player to show up before 8 a.m. I feel like we should have a championship belt for him or something. Yes, something, 
something. Like that he's distinguished himself as the guy that actually gives a damn about football. Yeah. And that's what we'll say. We'll, we'll, we'll tell, we will call out every Texan who doesn't have the gonads to show up before 8 a.m. in Vegas. Well, it's funny because we're, we're going back for the first time in four years to Radio Road. Thank you to Yingling Flight and thank you to the Low T Center for sending us there. And we're, we, we, get, we get different kind of texts from people and interactions, Seth, when we go, from my experience, which is there's some who are excited. They like Radio Row. Then there's some who don't like when we go to Radio Row because more often than not, it's not the normal show that we do. It's a yeah. lot of people pimping things on Radio Row. Here's what I'll say about that if you're one of those people. One, our show is going to get hardly any interviews because we're out there so early. So our show yeah. will probably sound the most like what a normal Payne and Pendergast show sounds like. But I would even say the other two shows – we're being, as a station, I think, very judicious about no, who we're been, saying yeah. yes to this time around. It, and it's been like tell. that a long. It's been like that for a long time. Like yeah. we just going back to like two program directors ago. We don't like we try real hard not to take bad interviews. And if it's an interview that you're like, why is this guy on? Usually, it's because it's tied to another really good interview. Like, yeah, oh, well, the Peyton Manning's publicist or Peyton Manning Omaha Productions wanted us to do this and then we could get Peyton or something like hypothetically. Yeah. I've never had that situation with Peyton, yeah. but it's usually a little bit something like that. But for the most part, yeah, I like we're not going to we don't do interviews with people that are thrust in front of you and then they talk about uh, how you need to buy their insoles for three minutes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Or some miracle drug or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's some quid pro quo. That's true. Um, all right, so we leave Sunday, and we're off to Vegas, and it should be a, a hell of a week. All right, up next on the show, as we roll on here on a football Friday, teams copying the Houston Texans. Is this NFL team Texans East? That is next. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, football Friday. All right, so... Um, so the final head coaching vacancy in the, in the NFL has been has been filled. Shortly after we got off the air yesterday, 
Washington hired Dan Quinn, which was was interesting because it felt like the final two jobs that were open, if you had told me Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald would be the two hires, Mike McDonald, mm-hmm. the former defensive coordinator for the Ravens, I would have said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Dan Quinn is going to Seattle and Mike McDonald's going to Washington because Dan Quinn had been heavily rumored to be going to Seattle. It actually went flip-flop the other way around. So Washington fills their vacancy with Dan Quinn. We'll get to some of the reaction to that in Washington in just a second. Um, Colin Cowherd yesterday, I'll give him credit for this. Um, Could there be a copycat thing going on here with the Washington Commanders? First, I'll have him lay it out here. Here, Laying out the situation in Washington with the Dan Quinn hire yesterday. Keep in mind, Cowherd, a noted honk for hiring offensive coaches, not defensive coaches. He's big into that. Quinn, a defensive coach. Here's Cowherd. Dan Quinn should take care of the defense. Um, the cap space should take care of the O-line and some roster deficiencies. And the young wide receiver talent will take care of whoever the young quarterback is. And we know where a young quarterback lands really, really matters. You also have a sharp GM from San Francisco, Adam Peters, uh, to spend all that free agent money. So Drake May is probably going to Washington. So an East Coast kid can stay on the East Coast, Drake May, whose comp is Justin Herbert. It's a pretty good comp. I've watched enough of him. I see a lot of Justin Herbert. Big kid, moves well, power arm. Good player. I I had to extend the cut. To yeah. make sure we got in the comp. The, the comp. It's not my comp. It's not a comp. It's the comp. The comp. The, it, and that is all there is to be said ever about it again. Including, and like I always, uh, I always, I, I think somebody thought I was trying to start something with Lance or something when we used to criticize Coward calling the comp for CJ Stroud, Jared Goff. Because that's where, that's where Coward got it from, was from Lance. I would imagine, like Lance would be the first person to tell you, like, don't take these don't take these comps literally. Except Colin ran with it like it was the word of God that like that was the comp and everything that Jared Goff has ever done is going to be exactly what CJ Stroud does. So prepare yourself that now the comp in Colin's mind is Justin Herbert for uh, for for Drake May yep. and that'll be that'll be it. For the it rest is of so time. decreed. He is so we did the here, comp. We did, this part's kind of similar to what we went through with CJ. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I and I would say right down to number two overall pick. You yeah. know, and so Collins laying some things out about Washington for a reason. Um, GM from San Francisco. Yep. Just uh, obviously that's not a Nick Casario directly thing, but yeah, here here we go. Yeah, here we go. So what is so what is the comp for Washington as a team for Colin Cowherd? You know what this sounds like? The Houston Texans, number two pick, cap space. Defensive coach, a connection to the San Francisco culture, some interesting wide receivers, and the previous seven, eight years, a laughable either executive office or owner. And C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans turned it around. Laughing stock to the playoffs. Laughing stock to a playoff win in one year. So I think Washington's a really good job. All right, so does the comp of the Washington Commanders' current job, Seth, and yeah. the Houston Texans last year hold up? Does that hold water for you? I'm psychoanalyzing myself and trying to figure out whether, uh, whether, it's, whether it's actually a good comp or a bad comp or if I'm just sitting here feeling feelings of just still anger over uh, how dismissive he was of the Texans last year. I think realistically, 
It's uh, yeah, I think the Texans taught Colin a lesson about just exactly how a turnaround might happen. Yeah, and there are there are some common elements there. You know, like there, obviously there's a boatload of differences too, and a lot of it, as he pointed out, it's going to come down to who who do they get at quarterback now. I, don't, I saw somebody yesterday um, said, uh, making the claim that it sounds and seems kind of like Colin Coward's getting some – might have a cozy relationship with Caleb Williams' agent. Uh, because oh, really? They, well, he just said, like, you know, Drake May likely goes to Washington. That would be presuming that Caleb Williams goes number one overall. That's not set in stone by any stretch of the imagination right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I yeah. – um. We're going to get to the reaction in um, Washington over the hire of Dan Quinn in just a second because I think that's one big thing that's being ignored in the analogy is yeah. the welcoming of the new head coach, whereas D'Amico Ryans was hailed as a conquering hero. Yeah. Dan Quinn is being viewed as very much a, a fallback in Washington. We'll get to that in a second. As far as Cowherd's analogy, the only two things I listen to there, Seth, where I feel like it's revisionist history with Cowherd – is where he says, intriguing wide receiver room. Let's slow down on that because a year ago, I'm fairly certain that Colin Cowherd would have been among the people saying the Texans wide receivers room was far from intriguing. Everybody was ranking it last in the league. This is the worst yeah. wide receiver room in the league. There's no big names. They're signing these journeyman veterans. Who's Nico Collins? They drafted Tank Dell. Turns out Nico Collins and Tank Dell are pretty damn good. And the other thing, the seven or eight years of you know poor management and ownership and things like that. I, maybe you know maybe I'm I'm nitpicking here. I, I really feel like it was just like a three year period where O'Brien and Easterby were in charge of things that was really really bad. I think he was probably including in that a lot of the uh, inmates running the prison type stuff. All maybe, that. maybe uh, that like there was a lot of drama. Even as the team was doing well, there was still drama. There was drama. There. Yes. So I think, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like non non football drama. Yep. Um, so I listened in yesterday on one hundred six seven the fan because I like listening to these other cities when they hire coaches just to see what the reaction is, and the reaction and their reaction was probably a turned up volume version of what it was around. Football, I think most people are like, okay, that's Dan Quinn in Washington. All right. Um, they they were um they were not excited about it in, in Washington. Here's the afternoon show on our sister station, 1067 the fan, the Grant and Danny show. This is Danny, I believe, Danny Ruhr, who and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Danny, who said uh, not excited about the fallback candidate, Dan Quinn. Waiting around, waiting for seven other teams to select their guy. You didn't select anybody and you went this guy. Like, I would have loved it had they been excited. Like, if they were juiced up and he had blown them away, I, at least that. I'd understand that. Do you know what I mean? Like, your point about how, how we got here is true. I mean, I, I think two people turned them down for you know different different ways, different reasons, or whatever. We don't know the, the totality of it. <laughs> I knew you'd I like that. This guy. I knew you'd like that. I like that, Danny Wu. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Danny, Danny it's R-O-U-H-I-E-R. I said Ruhr. Uh, R O U I H R R O U H I E R is how Dan they were they were the guys Seth doing their show in the studio next to us when the Nationals came here to play in the World Series yeah they were all but they were emotionally battered and beaten down by the by the time the the Washington came back to here yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember they were here at the beginning. Yeah. Then they went away. Yeah. And the Astros won every game yeah. on the road, as everybody recalls. Yeah, they were. Then they came back. They were fine by the end of their trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I remember when they came back the yeah. second time. 
They're like, eh, what are you going to do? They were beaten. Astros yeah. is the better team. Yeah. Like two days later, like, eh, you clowns. We knew it. Idiots. We had yeah. it all along. Um, yeah, but, play, I, but I like that little, I like that reaction. Play, the, um, play, play it one more time, just the very beginning. <laughs> it's just the very beginning. Waiting around, waiting for seven other teams to select their guy. You didn't select anybody, and you went, this guy. Good enough. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this is the guy I've gotcha. always wanted. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, what? I don't know. I, I applauded teams for taking their time and being more patient this year and interviewing a bunch of people. Washington interviewed somewhere around eight people or so yeah. that we know of. And... Uh, like so, that I think is good. I think that shows that you're actually you're not just going after the hot ticket or whatever. You and at the same time, yeah. It's a, if you're the last one, it's impossible not to feel like well, one of these one of these first seven guys hired. At least one of them is probably going to work out. Yeah. And uh, like, what did you miss out on that guy because you were being so patient? Yeah. And and so careful. I. It was clear to me, Seth. They felt. Very despondent that they missed out on Ben Johnson and Bobby yeah. Slowick. And, yeah. and if I were to glean one thing from listening to their show yesterday and listening a little bit this morning, because um, I think we've been kind of up in the air a little bit, at least I have, about whether or not it was Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick saying, no, we're good, we're going to go back to where we were, or Washington sending signals to them like, you're probably not going to be our guy, and then them yeah. saying, okay, well, you can't fire me, I quit, that sort of thing. Um it seems like in Washington they think that Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick said, "No, nope, we're good." That's the yeah. perception in Washington right now is that the, well, yeah, they were rejected I, by these two guys. I, I know that's the perception. I wonder though too. I, when Ben Johnson said, "I'm good," that was as Washington was flying out to Detroit to reportedly interview Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn again. So. I think either way, whether it was Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson turning down Washington, or it was just that Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick were sitting out there knowing that the knowing that Washington still had multiple other guys. So, like, if you're Bobby Slowick, you're looking at it, you know, and you might know, wow, they're still considering both Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson. Meanwhile, the Texans are offering me a wad of cash, and uh, like, okay, I'm going to take the bird in the hand, and not to mention I've got a really good situation going here, and maybe I don't feel awesome about Washington right now. Yeah, all all of it though goes back to Washington perhaps not being aggressive enough. Maybe they're yeah. a little too careful. And I wonder with Josh Harris, the new owner, he, he he already owns two other teams and two other sports, and he brought in uh, a baseball person and somebody else for like this coaching search commission committee. And I wonder if I wonder if some of the candidates maybe thought that these guys were a little too exploratory. Yeah, like they're like, okay, I want to go in. If I'm a coach, I want to go in where the owner knows what he wants and is going to give me license to do what I want and have a conversation about that. I wonder. I just this is pure, just me actually wondering. Did Josh Harris and his people come off as uh, a little too open? Yeah, and a little too much. Just like, hey, we're still learning the biz. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to be on. I don't want to be the tutor to my new owner. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, Myers, the GM of the Golden State Warriors. I know it was one of the guys they brought in to yeah. help kind of vet candidates and things like that. I'll tell you the candidate, the guys we were just, uh, we were just, well, we've only heard Danny. We'll hear from Grant in just a second on another element of all this. I, I'll tell you the guy that they that would they would have been happy about hiring um, was Anthony Weaver. They were very pro Anthony Weaver on that show yesterday, and I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's in Baltimore, so there's a proximity to it. You know, they. Yeah. If they don't follow the Commanders, Baltimore's probably the next team they follow the closest there. Yeah. So yeah. there was a familiarity, and I think 
the overall thing was I think they feel like Dan Quinn is a retread candidate. Like there's no newness it's, to this whole thing. It, it's tough with Dan Quinn though too because even if you look at like Mike McDonald versus Dan Quinn, I think Mike McDonald is viewed as maybe more of um, innovative or uh, maybe like a multifaceted thinker as a defensive coordinator. Uh, where Dan Quinn, you know, it's not the same as it always wasn't back in Seattle when it's just cover three all the time, but um, not not as diverse of a coordinator. Yeah. And and he really just he did his best work as a coach when he had Kyle Shanahan and Matt Matt Ryan is his offensive coordinator and quarterback. And and after those guys were gone, well, after Kyle Shanahan was gone, and then Matt Ryan got old. Um, there really wasn't much to speak of, nope. and, I, and I think yeah, if you're if you're in Washington, you're like, all right, well, I guess if you hire a a baller offensive coordinator and you nail it in the draft, Dude, we might have something. That was the other thing. Boy, they got their greasy mitts all over the Kubiak brothers right now in Washington. They oh, want yeah. they yeah they want somebody from San Francisco to at least run the offense. Here was here was Grant Paulson, the other host on 106.7 The Fan. On well, this this is what could make the Dan Quinn hire a moot point. Also, the number two pick is the whole deal. And a lot of this is just me talking myself into not being crestfallen today. But the GM hire was good. Is the number two quarterback pick the guy? Because if Drake Mays, Justin Herbert, Dan Quinn's fine. If Drake May doesn't go to and you take Jaden Daniels, and Jaden Daniels is Lamar Jackson, whatever. You just found yourself an MVP caliber quarterback. You gotta hit on that pick, and it can make today a footnote. So there you go. If if you look in the annals of disappointing coaching hires that ended up being exactly what what that team needed, a lot of times it is a defensive minded guy. Sure. I think of I, I think Bel- Belichick was an underwhelming hire at the time. Looked at as like a. a a retread failure. Yeah, uh, Pete Look Carroll down. especially yeah. was looked at as as a like, oh my God, he's the consummate college guy. Yeah, and you're telling me he didn't even actually win the national championship anymore? My God! Uh, so those guys ended up working out and being just fine. I, it's I, I I reread that article in the Athletic about the Jets, Sean, mm-hmm. yesterday, and I got I got angry on behalf of the Jets for this reason. For one, there's a basically a couple accusations of Robert Sala defensive-minded head coach being paranoid in that article you go to read the article one of the examples they bring up of Robert Sala being paranoid is one in which he held a meeting because he believed that there were leaks and he was trying to find out who the leaks were then according to the article at least two of the people in that meeting leaked information about the meeting meeting, yeah and used it as evidence that Robert Sala is paranoid about people leaking information. Ah, oh, all right. I, I'm just too dumb, I suppose. I get, yeah. I'm just a dumb jock. Yeah. I don't get these things, apparently. Yeah. But as I was look, assessing the Jets, and I'm looking at a team that won six games last year with an abomination of a quarterback. Um, I, and, like, it really is. It's, yes, the Jets are dysfunctional. Guess what? So are 31 other teams in the mm-hmm. NFL. There are, it's, it's, it's run by a bunch of alpha male cavemen, okay? Like, we're, we're dysfunctional people when you stick, them all, stick us all in a room. Everybody's trying to get ahead. So, I, really all that matters is that you get the GM, the head coach, and your quarterback right. Quarterback's big. Yeah, and that's not even essential. But if yeah. you have those three things, yep. you can overcome a lot of dysfunction. So, you look at the Jets team, and as, as far as what they've wanted to do on defense, they've nailed it defensively. As far as the, what they 
are trying to do on offense, I don't know. Nathaniel Hackett's really the biggest stupid thing they've done, I think. But if Aaron Rodgers comes back and he's healthier, if he'd stayed healthy this year, they're very, they very well could have been in the playoffs. Sure. So I just, yeah, those, those, uh, those hit piece articles annoy me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, when, and I think just to circle this back to, the, the, to origi- the, yeah. the original analogy with Washington and Houston, I think the, to me the biggest thing is that where Coward's analogy does not hold up is what we just heard. You know, they're not excited about this hire in Washington at all. We were over the moon about D'Amico Ryan's coming here. And I think just to take it a step further – if they're that thirsty to get a Kubshanistan offensive coordinator, if that guy comes in and Drake May or whoever they draft is the real deal, mm-hmm. and they start to, there starts to be noise about whoever was coaching Drake May becoming a head coach somewhere, I think the danger Dan Quinn faces that D'Amico Ryans will never, ever, ever face here is that depending on how Washington looks as a team overall, there would be noise about, well, let's just promote so-and-so and make right. him the head coach, like they did with Lovey Smith in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston after his rookie. You remember they fired yeah, Lovey Smith right. and promoted Dirk Cutter because he was the OC that's for right. Wonderkin yeah. Jameis Winston rookie quarterback. So yeah. I, I think that's to me is the big difference between the two is that the head coaching situation is a much much firmer situation here than Dan Quinn is in Washington moving yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, on a um, on a football Friday. Let's get to some headlines. Uh, John Weeks is back. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, the head coaching carousels we just mentioned is done. We're going to take a look at that big picture in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, some Rockets news as well. Rockets made a trade yesterday. Is that the first of what could be some more activity before the trade deadline? That is next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Hey, um, quick update. According to Adam Schefter, breaking news. Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow today. It's Groundhog's Day today. I don't know if people... I still have, I'm 48 years into this thing. and You're 48 years into this thing? I'm 48 years into this thing and I don't know... Uh, whether it's what it means that he sees his shadow or doesn't see his shadow. If he doesn't see a shadow, then that means spring is coming early? It means he did not see a shadow, yes. Now predicting oh an early spring. 
Okay, good. Yeah, I, you know what you have to remember that it's that it's counterintuitive because I would think if he saw his shadow, that would mean that the sun was shining. And that okay, that means it's early spring, but it's actually the opposite. Doesn't see his shadow. Okay, then it's not sunny. But for whatever reason, that means it's going to be an early spring. Yeah. Like we're using up all our cloudy days right now up in Punxsutawney. Right. I've I, been to Punxsutawney. Have you? Yes. And I was I was a hundred yards away from Punxsutawney, Phil. You know what I did? Hmm. I said nah. Uh, I don't know. Nah, I don't need. You don't to, want to give yeah. him that shine. Yeah. Yeah. He's all, thinks he's something else. Yeah. <laughs> born. In, he's a nepo baby, is what he is. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, let, I let my let my kid and. Uh, go see it. I will, like, yeah, yeah. We must be on like Punxsutawney Phil, like twenty-two or something like that, right? I don't know what the the average life. Yeah, what's the lifespan life cycle of a, of a groundhog? Of a, a celebrity groundhog at that. You got to right. factor in the sex, drugs, and rock and that's roll. That's true. That's yeah. true. But if he's like Keith Richards or something, who knows? Maybe we're only that's like Punxsutawney Phil four or something yeah. like that. All right. So, anyways, early spring, everybody. Now to the real headlines. Um, I just like that I got that from Adam Schefter. That it's like breaking. He's treating it like breaking news. Um, C.J. Stroud, Pro Bowl games last night. Uh, he finished second in the precision passing. I know that you guys were uh, that you were going to have a hard time sleeping if you did not know what happened. He finished second to Baker Mayfield, but... but Is that second out of 32? Second out of six. Yeah, second out of six. Okay. He's in the uh, top third. Luminaries, like, yeah. He's <laughs> in the upper third tile of the third tile or whatever. Uh, no, he's in the bottom 50% of the top third. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry, you were yeah. saying. My bad. Um... Peyton Manning, though, when pressed for an MVP for the flag football game on Sunday, a prediction. Here's what the great one Peyton Manning had to say. Uh, we will even the score uh, in Orlando. And uh, uh, MVP, uh, they used to give a car to the MVP. Uh, so we're working on the gift. Maybe, you know, Pat McAfee wants to, you know, name the MVP. But I'm going the early MVP uh, candidate as um, – I'm going C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud for the MVP. Hey, rookie, too. So it's his first time. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to want to ball out just like he has all year. I'm excited to see what Wes Welker cooks up for the boys. I think Wes is coordinating the offense for Peyton's side of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where is he coaching now? Wes Welker is still coaching. He was in San Francisco. I know that. I don't know if he's... I I saw him on the side. It must be in San Francisco. I saw him on the sidelines recently. I'm guessing it's not in San Francisco because they're kind of preoccupied right now. I'm guessing he's not drawing up all plays for Peyton Manning in the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Hey, Kyle, I got a previous engagement. Yeah, good Um, call. He's a wide receivers coach for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I knew he was still coaching. Oh, that's a good gig. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Good for you, Wes. The, uh, on, the, on the YouTube comments section, mm-hmm. there's concern about um, there's concern about CJ's health here. Somebody said, I lost it, but he said that he was more concerned about CJ at the Pro Bowl than he is about the Astros at the World Baseball Classic. Oh. And, and the, the potential for injury. Um, That's interesting. I, I will say this. CJ Stroud is singularly more important than anybody, including Jose Altuve, who was at the World Baseball Classic, to his team. That That is true. I mean, there's nobody, there's no position almost as important in sports except, other than, like, goalie in various sports than, uh, than, than quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nature of the position. That's no yeah. shade at Jose Altuve. It's just we're comparing, cross-comparing sports here. 
Abigail, who's on the YouTube comments, and yes. she's from Australia. Okay. So I don't know what time it is in Australia, but but good on you, Abigail. Kane and Pendergast time is what it is, baby. Ab- Abigail said that uh, he was hanging out with like a uh, bunch of guys. Like you could see him palling up with people, which I assume is like free agency, uh, maybe a little bit of recruiting, but also sitting next to Quinn and Williams, he mm. who concussed CJ Stroud at oh, one point. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. They, they made up. Quinn, yeah, Quinn and Williams is an. I don't think they were ever uh, like that was a clean hit. Yeah. We got one of one of our listeners despises Quinn and Williams, like wants to fight him. Uh, well, uh, and it's a, he's a Marine. He's a Marine, retired Marine veteran. I think that's how we settled in on describing. He wants to fight Quinn and Williams. He just hates him. I think like CJ. If maybe it'll help him to know that CJ was hanging out with Quinn and Williams. Yeah, if CJ's okay with it, then you should be okay with it too. Yeah. Um, flag football game on Sunday night in Orlando. Um, on to other NFL news. We just. Picked this apart in the previous segment. Washington has hired Dan Quinn, former Cowboys defensive coordinator, former Atlanta Falcons head coach. We'll go through the head coaching hires in the 7 o'clock hour since we're done now. All eight jobs have been filled in this cycle. If you had to, I don't know, if you were a Washington fan, how would you be feeling about the Dan Quinn hire right about now, Seth? I'd feel uh, like the Osweiler hire um, for the Texans. When they when they traded for Osweiler, I feel like, I, I think everybody is like, all right, well... Yep, here we go. He's okay. a quarterback. He's a quarterback. You know what? He's got a promising start there and when in his stretch as a starter. So we'll see where he goes. And I think maybe that's where maybe that's how most people are feeling. I know that I know that the sports radio people we've heard are very very skeptical. Yeah. And I like I would be the skeptical person too. I would imagine most fans are like just for one tired that it's not Daniel Snyder hiring this coach and that they're hoping that with the number two overall pick, maybe trade up to number one with either Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever it might be, that all you need is you get the right offensive coordinator, you get the good quarterback, and then, then, then let's go. I think I, here's how like I would feel like, okay, and I felt this way about Washington from afar. We, we don't cover them every day. I'm just looking at the, at the you know, just empirically looking at the job. I'm like, this is a good job. You've got the number two overall yeah. pick. You've got extra picks from the guys you traded at the trade deadline. They traded their remember they traded Chase Young and Montez Sweat at the trade deadline and got some pretty good draft capital back in that deal. Um, the division looks like it's falling apart a little bit right now with Philadelphia yeah. and Dallas. Like those are teams, those are the two lead teams, but they look like they're on the ropes a little bit. You do have some pieces there offensively, as Cowherd pointed out in that cut we played in the six o'clock hour. So I felt like this is a pretty good job, and that's why. I, f- I feel the same about the job that Washington was this year, like I felt about the Texans last year. Like they got the two overall pick, they got all this draft capital, you got an owner that's willing to spend all these things, and I was overwhelmed by the Texans getting D'Amico Ryan's. I would be underwhelmed by getting Dan Quinn. I'd be like, man, we had one of the best jobs on the market, especially yeah. for an offensive head coach. Yeah, and now here we are. And then, yeah, and, then, and I think the perception is that they just were kind of almost maybe too careful, too cautious, or that there's something about us that still stinks. And like, why are yeah. Ben Johnson and why are Bobby Slowick just actively turning down the the opportunity when it's still out there? If if something about us doesn't still stink, right. I don't know. I would I'd have a hard time thinking that there's something in the organization that stinks. I I, I think it might just be. They, they take an analytical approach with Josh Harris, the new owner, and maybe the combination of them. Like, they've got this big hiring committee that they got people from outside the NFL to come in on, and maybe they're just being ultra-conservative and taking the, the careful financial route, the money ball approach. Uh, and, and people sense that. Mm-hmm. The, the coaches felt like, okay, this isn't the right time. All right, Rock it's is, a pure speculation on my part. Yep. 
Uh, Rockets headlines. No All-Star game, at least now, unless somebody pulls out for Alperin Shingun. They announced the reserves for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference for the All-Star game yesterday. So Alperin Shingun did not make it. We'll see. You know, Maybe somebody backs out. Maybe he gets in. The other news for the Rockets yesterday, uh, they made a trade. Um, trading for Steven Adams, the longtime center for the Oklahoma City Thunder, more recently of the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are... They're kind of done for the season. John Morant was suspended, then he came back, and then he got a shoulder injury. He's knocked out for the year. So the Grizz are kind of going into the tank a little bit. So they're picking up some draft capital in this deal. Victor Oladipo's contract goes over to Memphis, a few second-round picks that, that, that the Rockets never would have been able to hang on to anyways because they've got so many young guys on the team. So they pick up Steven Adams, Seth, who is a nice veteran pickup, a big body, but he's out for the rest of this year. This is yeah. more like a pickup unless he gets included in a deal – as some salary fodder just to balance out salaries for a trade over the next week or two before the trade deadline. Um, if he sticks around, this is a nice vet to have on the team in 2024-25, Stephen Adams. $12 million I, I, his salary. I feel like uh, I like uh, they, I like them stockpiling big, scary, goonish-looking centers. Yes, he looks like, like Boban a, and yes. Stephen Adams and oh. just like yeah, – like, First off the bus uh, the type of guys yeah. where you're, you're kind of like – they're big and I just – I don't – I don't yes. know exactly what that creature is coming at me. Yeah, that's uh, I like that. I, I like too. that for the the intimidation factor. More and, and rumors keep popping up uh, about the Rockets and their interest in in Mikael Bridges. Yeah, and um, so uh, I, like every, everybody's telling everybody's saying that that's not that big a deal. Um, but I don't know. I, I, Brooklyn doesn't want to let it go of them, but the but the Udoka is just dead set on getting something that takes this team over the top. Yeah, and, and that would be a deal that is heavily rumored to involve Jalen Green if they were to make that trade. So that would be that'd be significant if, if the Rockets were to move Jalen Green in some sort of deal like that because he was, you know, I think when he was drafted, he was viewed as the cornerstone, one of the cornerstones of the, um, of the uh, franchise. Circle of life, by the way, Steven Adams, Oklahoma City, yeah. selected him back in 2012, 2013, thereabouts. With the pick that they acquired in the James Harden trade from the Rockets. How about that? So now Steven Adams, circle of life. He was used with the Rockets pick, and now he's back. He is, now he is a Houston Rocket. Um, other coaching news in the NFL. Um, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are hiring Cliff Kingsbury as their OC. So Cliff Kingsbury, after spending a year at the collegiate ranks, after getting fired from the Arizona Cardinals... Uh, is back in the NFL. He will be coordinating the Raiders' offense. I think the big question is who will be the quarterback that he will be uh, coordinating that offense for? Because they used they had Aiden O'Connell playing quarterback for them by the end of the season, rookie, day three pick, I think, out of Purdue, um, and uh, and then Jimmy Garoppolo is still in the building there, but he was benched during the season. So I, the Raiders would be a logical spot, Seth, for. Uh, either a free agent quarterback, you know, maybe uh, they were eight and nine with a janky quarterback situation. Maybe this is a team that feels like, hey, we get Kirk Cousins in the building, we can get over the top with this. Maybe yeah, trade for Justin Fields, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like Cliff Kingsbury is a is a, an offensive coordinator. I, I I'm intrigued to see what he does, perhaps differently here, and maybe. Uh, maybe Kyler Murray was holding him back a little bit, but Kingsbury has never struck me as a guy that cares about pass protection or uh, what the what the second option on a pass play is is doing. They're just um, I it was a, he tried to run the same offense in the NFL with a few little tweaks here and there. 
I keep seeing people say, like, no, he actually ran the ball a lot, too. Like, well, yeah, because Kyler Murray ran the ball a lot. It wasn't, um, I don't know. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe when he's, uh, maybe when he's not having to devote all of his attention to the other head coach stuff, he can, he can learn how to be an NFL offensive coordinator. I, I've, the, the, or, or in the last year, he's kind of reflected on it and he's learned some things. Or maybe Kyler Murray was the one holding him back. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just surprised that, um, I'm surprised that that's who they chose. Yeah. Uh, Titans. Uh, are looking to hire Bill Callahan as their offensive line coach. Why am I mentioning that? Well, his son Brian Callahan is the head coach there, so you got a little father and son thing going on. Patriots hire Alex Van Pelt as their OC, and Bill O'Brien mentioned as a candidate for the open Boston College job. The thing to pay attention to with Brian, uh, with Bill Callahan um, as the of- offensive line coach is that he's very, very good. And in running like a, a Kubiak Shanahan type system, that might be something that entices Derrick Henry to stick around in Tennessee. Mm, I don't like yeah. that. You've you've got me sold on Henry as a Texan. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I, yeah, I don't want. I know. It's, it's just, that's why. That's why they need to. They need to be putting the full court press on with the legal. The legal tampering by other players. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, when I first read that report, I thought that it said Bill Callahan. To bang his son? Well, I, and I was type, like, that sounds I, yeah, that, that sounds on par with the state of Tennessee. <laughs> well, let me just say what you're let me tell the people what you're what? referring to. I typed in the rundown. Titans hire Bill Callahan as O line coach to hang with his son. I typed. Oh, that. okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I misread it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was that, that was there's not a report. <laughs> um, uh, Tennessee, everybody is not aware. Tennessee leads the nation in uh, uh, in inbreeding. Yeah, uh, in general. Yeah, yeah. Just look at the analytics. That's they it. don't actually. Okay, that's all I. But they are. They were in the top third of uh, cousin marriages. Okay, I did that <laughs> research <laughs> once, and they were they, they were definitely in the top third of cousin marriages. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Seven o'clock hour we go. The uh, the Texans accomplished a first this season. We will tell you what that is. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.